So, uh, told you that I come back, and uh, this episode is concerning biblical figures and what they mean to us today. And uh, these are some pretty good topics. I mean, because I think a lot of people they're confused. They don't know they they need to get in contact with God. They need to have true contact with God because if you don't have true contact with God, how are you supposed to be taught? You know, how are you supposed to get the truth of the matter? How are you, who's supposed to tell you the truth? How are you supposed to know who tells you the truth? And the truth is, is that when Jesus descended up into heaven, he sent another, the Holy Spirit. And that's the one that teaches you. Your pastor and your bishop and your church, he's the one that leads you to uh, pick up the Bible and start to study it and try to get the truth to you to spark something in you so that you'll come into the fold. And then when you come into the fold, the Holy Ghost teaches you. It takes over. And a lot of people are confused about the Holy Ghost. It's a lot of things that are going on. It's cultish, you know. So, But those things have been um, weaved out. People are getting better understandings. People are coming together. So let's get started. The first subject that I want to talk about uh, in the Bible is Adam and Jesus. What do they mean to each other, you know? A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know that Adam, Adam didn't have a mother and a father. Adam was immaculately concepted through the earth, made from the dust and dirt of the earth. He didn't come in with sin. He didn't come in from flesh and blood. He came in purely straight from God. And then you got Jesus, came purely straight from God, placed in Mary's womb and was immaculately concepted. You know what I mean? And that he didn't wasn't born into sin, wasn't born man having sex with a woman and born the way that everybody else was born. This seat was straight from heaven, whether you believe it or not. I mean, you got to look at it. A lot of people, they don't understand the Bible is not the crucifixion is not fiction. You can't go into a library and find the Bible in the fiction section and the world would love nothing more than to prove the Bible wrong, but they can't because you got to understand that Jesus was here. Jesus is alive. He's up on the right-hand side of God. And if you want proof that he would walk the earth and that he was here, just go to Rome. Everybody was processed in the court when you went to court. There is records of him being processed. It's records of his teachings. There's overwhelming witnesses that uh, that solidify him being here, and you can't erase that. So let's get let's get started. So we're going to talk about Adam. Adam came into the world, and Adam, with the whole story of Adam and Eve, I'm not going to run it down because I explained it in other the other episode. It's how they were deceived. So that brought about sin. So Adam messed it up. But you got to understand that now you say, well, how is things going to be made right? Jesus came on the scene and made it right. Adam, you got to understand, Adam is the true son of God, the first true son of God. And 
Jesus is the true son of God. One messed it up and one came to make it right. He sent his first son into the world, his son, Adam. Adam messed it up. But then he sent another, his other son, Jesus. And Jesus made it right to fulfill the things that we could never fulfill. So I'm not going to go deep into that because I'll have to get that into another episode concerning the law and concerning man not being able to fulfill the law and how Jesus made it so easy for you because he fulfilled every bit of the law for you and then was sacrificed for you because all those sacrifices that were made before, those sacrifices weren't good enough. The, the blood of a lamb and all this altar and all these sacrifices that they made, that was, that was, those were just uh, gestures to what was to come, which was the perfect sacrifice, which was Jesus. Sacrificial lamb, the son of God. He gave his only son to come and die for you in your place. So let's move on. When you read the Bible, a lot of people want to get into it. I mean, it's just so much hocus pocus and so much back and forth and so much this and so much that. I mean, the, the, between Hollywood and a whole lot of fake people down at your favorite Baptist church or, or Methodist church or synagogue, they messed up so much that made it disencouraged the, you, the young people from even going to church anymore. This made a mess of things, and I, I have to get into that into another segment, but let's move on. A lot of times when, and I'm telling you from experience, from me being in the same spot as a whole lot of others now, and how the Lord blessed me to get my head wrapped around what's really going on and how to read the Bible and have an understanding, because let a lot of people tell it. He, he, he spoke in um, ways that you got to decipher. And Jesus didn't really. Jesus spoke everything out plainly. And when he gave examples to others and stories, if you read the Bible, it explains right after completely and clearly what he meant by it. So there's nothing. There's no thing to figure out and decipher. And, and a lot of that deciphering, I'm going to tell you where it comes from. It comes from a misunderstanding. When you in church and your bishop is preaching, he's not teaching you how to jump all over the Bible to try to get an understanding of some stuff that you're trying to figure out for yourself. He's trying to get you to see the point that he's making. That's not how you read any book. It's jumping around in the book. If you open up a book and... You read the middle of the book, you jump over to another chapter of the book, you jump to the front of the book and the back of the book. How are you supposed to know the plot? You have no idea what that book is saying. That's not how you learn. The only reason why a teacher does that is that when he picks a subject out of that book and he's trying to make a point to show you where and, and, and prove to you the validity of that particular thing he pointed out of that book that he wants you to understand. He jumps around and gives you examples that proves the validity of that particular statement or that part of the book. This is education one-on-one. See, a lot of people, you know, they say they're educated, but see, the thing about education is, is getting an understanding. It's not all about memory. 
You know, a lot of people graduated college and high school and the different things. And I know people that got sixth grade educations that smarter than these people. And that's no disrespect. That's just about someone explaining it to you. And if you're a strong person, of you accepting it and then moving forward. Not taking offense to everything everybody says. Everybody's not out to get you. They don't even know you. So let's get that straight. So the point of being about reading a book is that you have to start in the beginning. Start in the beginning of the book. And then read the book all the way through to the end. That way you get the plot. You know what the story is. You didn't miss any parts. You're not jumping around with confusion. And this is the problem. Everybody wants that bedtime story read to you by your local preacher. And that's why you go down there every Sunday. And then you go home. You don't even study. You don't even look back into the Bible. You don't even look into things. What you do is you go back to church the next Sunday after that. And then it starts all over again. That's not how things work. That's not taking an effort into your salvation and trying to get an understanding. So I'm telling you how. I'm telling you how to look at it. It's not a book of mysteries and passages and uh, squeaky doors and back doors and back alleys. That's not what the Bible's about. The Bible is a book of testimonies of real people. Just like I, you were standing with me one day and, and I told you, you know, yesterday I walked down the street, this tree fell into the street and it just missed me. And I was thanking God about how it missed me. And I just start praising God. And then the next day I got a good job and everything went well for me. That's a testimony coming from me to you, to the person that was not there. So when you receive that testimony from me and it touches either a part of your life that you've already been through or it shows you how to avoid something that may happen or obstacles that may happen in your future to where now you won't have to go through that same thing. And the testimonies in the Bible are broken up into books, books that testify about either a group of people in that time frame. Or one person in that time frame. If you start in the beginning, you'll find out everything lines up perfectly. There's no lost moments in it. And everything from the beginning, from Genesis down through Revelations, all of it points to Jesus. That's what you're gonna, that's what you're gonna find out. But see, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna get me to read you nothing. You're not going to get me to pet you on the back and tuck you in and read a long book to you and read you a story. No, 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 no. You got Just like the, the commercial said, brother, you got to get your own. Go get you a Bible and open it up. It's meant for you to. You can't understand anything from another person's point of view. You can. It's a it's a certain pattern in a certain way. Each and every one of us, we're different and we learn different. I could be in a class and a teacher could be teaching something and I get what they're saying. But until I sit down and pick it apart the way my mind works, I'll never understand it. It's impossible. It's just a certain way that each and one of us, each one of us think and the way we move and the way we do things is different. You know, I'm telling the truth because everybody should relate to this. If you can't relate to this, I'm, I, I don't know what to say. But anyway, 
Let's go forward. So, and you got to understand that it's nothing weird about the Bible. There's no weird that. See, if you listen to the people of the past and your great great grandmama and your great 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 grandmama, they did not have a, a clear understanding. But if you look at these people when you read the Bible as real people that went through events in their lives. And now they're giving testimony how God came through for each and every one of them. What it is, is it's a guide and a manual for better living so that you got to understand that nothing's different. Whatever happened 500 years ago, it'll happen again. And most of the time, most time us as human beings, we go through similar things. No matter what time frame you were born. If you were born in the 1800s, there's still people going through things today that happened to people in the 1800s. And it's not the same exact thing, but it happened in a similar fashion. So when you read the Bible, that is instructions and that is a manual of how, and, get, and it's a book of encouragement of how God will come through for you too. And how to hold patience in the time frame that uh, is allowed for you to have patience and wait on God to do whatever he needs to do in your life. If you can't get the encouragement from another human being that's been through a thing, then where are you going to get it from? And see, that's why Jesus came. See, God, he don't know. He, he has no idea of what a human being goes through each and every day. Before Jesus, because he doesn't live in time. He got, I mean, he has some idea, but I'm talking about the actual physical know of what it means to be a human being. He had no, he has no, before Jesus, he had no idea what that is because he doesn't live in flesh and blood. He doesn't, he didn't get himself cornered into sin. So he had to come and experience it for himself through Jesus so that he can have, that's, that's, how, that's how the compassion and the grace comes about because once Jesus came and lived through all that, then he understood what humans go through in the situation that they're presently in, whether you believe it or not. You know, there was a story of about this robin. Um, and it was a story how this man, he lived at this house and he had a barn on the property. And the bird was one bird, one robin bird, that this bird was supposed to fly to warmer weather and, and it was getting cold. And he was wondering, and the guy that owned the property was wondering, like, why did that bird fly? I guess they fly south or they fly to warmer weather. Because the bird will die if the bird doesn't leave. Because winter's coming. So the story tells how the owner of the property, he wanted to um, somehow get in contact with this bird or tell this bird, go into the barn. So the, so the bird would be warm to survive the winter. I guess he would feed it or do whatever, but he first had to get the bird into the barn. So he's thinking, how can I get this bird into the barn? So I guess he took sticks and swished it and whatever. And he's thinking of ways. And what crossed his mind is, if I could become a robin, become that, uh, one of those birds, then I could go tell that bird 
to go into the barn. So the way that he was thinking in his mind process is that if he could just become one of those birds, he would know the language to tell a bird to go into the barn. So the moral of the story is, is that God, to show you the way to salvation, he sent Jesus, one of you. He said, well, why couldn't he just uh, speak to us out in the open? Come on. You can't even take Casper the friendly ghost coming in and telling you something without you running and screaming and running out the door. You ain't going to take no ghost or no voice telling you nothing. So stop the cat. He sent his only son to become one of us to tell us how to go into safety. If you can understand what I'm saying to you, that's the moral of that story. And I hope that somebody takes something out of that story. We want to go on to talk about the apostles of Jesus Christ, you know, and people got to understand this is this leadership when it comes down to biblical sense of leadership. Let me tell you something. The only leadership that you hold concerning biblical affairs and God is that being a leader by dropping off the message and being obedient to God. That's being a leader concerning biblical things whether it's your local pastor, whether it's the Pope or whoever it is, being a good follower and being obedient to God is being a leader and dropping off the message and telling what you have to tell that he has instructed you to tell and moving on. But if you place yourself as some kind of leader or someone above everybody else, you've already lost. Because you're not that. You're not that. How could you be that? And you say, well, how could he say that? Well, how could he say that? Listen, what did Jesus say when he got here? He said, follow me. So how are you a leader if you're a follower? Can you, can you run that to me? Run that down to me. Grab on that and run that on in. How are you supposed to be a leader if Jesus said, follow me? You're a follower. I'm a follower. So that. You come with me to go follow Jesus, not follow me. If you can get that through your head. I'm trying to get you into the march to go follow Jesus. That's what I'm trying to do. But see, you got these people out here that they're so diluted. And I don't know where they get their information. Maybe they should just let go with their daddy and their mamas, mamas and their great grandma. Let that go. Let God teach you. Let God guide your life. Because first of all, there's a lot of people out here that they taking positions and they're putting themselves in positions almost like they the people in the Bible. Listen to me. If you call yourself some kind of apostle, if you call yourself some kind of prophet, First, you got to understand what those things mean and what they mean to us today. And as far as I'm concerned, listen to me. If you want to consider yourself some kind of apostle, go right ahead. But don't associate yourself as being equal or one of the 12 apostles because you're not. Those individuals are in the Bible. And guess what? We, in actuality, we follow their doctrine concerning the teachings of Jesus Christ, because you got to remember, we didn't walk with Jesus. They walked with Jesus. 
their testimonies are in the Bible and we're having faith concerning their testimonies concerning the teachings of Jesus Christ. So they're followers of Jesus Christ and we follow their testimony concerning Jesus Christ so that we can join in the march of following Jesus because you didn't meet Jesus. That's what you got to understand. The only one that that didn't apply to was Paul because Paul didn't walk with Jesus like the other apostles, the other other 11, because you got to remember Judas died. He didn't walk with Jesus when Jesus was physically here in flesh and blood, but he was taught by Jesus. He was he was blinded in the road and Jesus got hold of him and taught him. Everything that he needed to know so that, because you got to remember, Paul ran the, the saints down and was killing them. So they weren't so apt to go and try to follow Paul. But see, what they didn't know is, is that Jesus had already got hold of Paul and taught Paul personally. Didn't want with him, but he met Jesus and Jesus taught him personally. They were in fear. They getting ready to break out because they like, hold up, he be killing people. We got to go. But when he ran down, when Jesus ran down to him, they instantly knew that he was with Jesus. When they heard what Paul had to say concerning Jesus and his encounter with Jesus, they instantly knew that he was guided and taught by Jesus. And and they had to let him into the fold. So that was the one. Other than that, you, you, if you take, let's put it like this. And see, I'm only here to give clear understanding and get people on track. I'm not here to go back and forth with folks and, and you're not, it's not going to happen with me because I don't have the time for it. Don't even know you. But listen, if you think that you some kind of apostle or you think that you some kind of, uh, some kind of a prophet, listen to me. And especially if you think that you won that was already in the Bible and you think that now you're that person. Listen to me. You're in the wrong religion. That religion, if you think that you're one of the uh, apostles or one of the uh, prophets in the Bible and now that now it, it, that person has been reborn and that's you, you're delusional. And let me tell you why. And let me tell you why you're in the wrong religion. That's reincarnation. That's Buddhist. Wrong religion. The, the Buddhists believe that you come back, you die and you come back as something else or somebody else. Christians don't believe that. We believe in the resurrection. We don't believe in reincarnation. Wrong religion. So if that's what you're thinking, do yourself a favor and let the L-I-G that, let that go. And now I'm going to point to you if you feel as though that you are a prophet. If you're a prophet, let me let you in on something because I know where you're going and I know where people go with this. It says that the young men and young women shall dream dreams and prophesy. Listen to me. You can't prophesy about something that was already written. So if you're trying to call yourself a prophet and then you're reading things and regurgitating things out of the Bible, the Bible's being written from the beginning all the way to the end. And it says, don't add nothing to it and don't take nothing away. That's not prophesying. And the prophesying that the Bible spoke of, that prophecy, prophesying is specifically talking about people of today and right now, 2022. 
But see, that prophesying part, what that means is, is you're going to prophesy about things that are going to happen in flesh and blood in the here and now. Prophesying isn't regurgitating what's already been said. Prophesying is telling something that hasn't happened yet. Prof prophets in the Bible prophesied about things that were to come. So if you call yourself some kind of prophet or some kind of apostle, what you got to understand is, is that we waiting on it. Tell us about something that's going to happen four months from now or two years from now or three years from now. And it, it cannot be anything biblical. Because if you try to go the biblical route of prophecy today, the Bible's already been read from the beginning to the end. And you're not allowed to take nothing away or add nothing to it. So it gots to be something totally new. You, there's, you could be a prophet, but you prophesy about things that has not happened yet. And especially things that are not already spoken of in the Bible. So let's get that straight. So if you can understand that, with all love and with all my being, this is with love that I'm saying. This is where when the Bible talks about false prophets, these people are regurgitating something that has been sealed from beginning to end. And you can't recite. How are you going to prophesy something somebody already said? You can't. That, what sense do that make? If I got a book of prophecies in front of me and it says about something that's going to happen three years from now, and then you tell the same prophecy about what's going to happen three years from now, that don't make you no prophet. You regurgitating what somebody else prophesied about. So let's get that straight. I don't want to get off of that. Anyway, and that was with love and that's to help the ones out there. So moving on. So what we want to talk about is things concerning the teaching of the word of God and his son, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. Everything that we live today, we live it from the present moment into the future. The Old Testament is one thing because a lot of things in the Old Testament, absolutely 100% true. But then you got the New Testament, which is Jesus Christ. That's to come and correct a whole lot of misunderstood things in the Old Testament. So sometimes or another, you got to come up out of there. Read it, take it for a lesson of each and every day of the testimonies of the Old Testament. But when, when you get out of that Old Testament, come on up into the new. Everything changes. Nothing never stays the same. Everything comes and everything changes for the better. But you can't stay back there beating your clothes out on rocks and walking around with dirty feet and sandals and trying to act like you some kind of uh, person stuck in a village without a washing machine. You can't do that. Come up out of there. Come up out of there. Come into the new. Go out and get yourself a washing machine. Go out and get yourself a cell phone. Do what, do the things. When you're in Rome, we act like Roman. Come up out of that. I know that's what you've been taught, but come out of there. Whoever you are, come up out of there. So let's move on. What we want to talk about is we want to talk about, we want to talk about what it means to be Christian today. What does it mean? Where are we going with that? You know, a lot of people, they call themselves Christians, but are you? And nobody could question you on whether you're Christian or not. Nobody can question you on that. Only thing that we can do is judge the spirit by the spirit. And whether you're a good or bad person or you mean as well. But I hear a whole lot of people talking. And what they're talking is, is they're talking, saying things like, 
oh, no, um, I believe in God and I'm a Christian, but I'm just not religious. Really? If you say that to an educated person, believe me, if you walk it in there and you're trying to get some kind of job at a, a, a Christian institute or something like that, you're not going to get the job. Because think about what you're saying. Religion is just the ongoing practice of something. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, and each and every day you're practicing the teachings of Jesus Christ, you're religious. What are you saying? Are you kidding me? Talking about you're not, you're saying that because you heard somebody else say it, and it sounds right to you. Come up out of that. If you call yourself a Christian and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are religious because each and every day you're supposed to pray and do the things that Jesus asked you to do. That, that's religiously doing something. You could be religious without the Bible. You could get up every day and have a re religious uh, act that you do every day that you wake up. Wash your face, brush your teeth, call your auntie. Even go out there and step outside and have your cigarette, smoke your blunt. You religiously do that. That makes you religious. Are you kidding me? You never, and the reason why you don't understand what I'm saying to you is because you never looked up anything or you never tried to understand anything. You just wake up, listen to other folks, and then, and then say what they say. Get it together. Update your game. Put some balance in your game. This is why I named this podcast Balancing the Game because you know what? Everything seems like the day is one-sided. Relationships, one-sided. One person not loving the other person and lying to them, one-sided. Jesus loving you, but you not loving him back, one-sided. You saying that you Christian, but you not really Christian, one-sided. Put some balance in it and go and even out the scales on it and live up to what you saying out your mouth. Either you living it or you not. And I know it's a lot of people, they listen to these podcasts with these people and they even listen to this podcast. Don't take offense. I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those people that go around and think I'm arrogant and then try to, uh, it, the way I deliver it is because I'm, I'm very passionate about what I'm saying. I haven't always said the right thing. I've, I've always been right. I found out a lot of things when I was younger and come up, I was wrong. But this time I'm coming back, I've done my homework. And I'm here to help everybody that's open and open-hearted to change. Now, this podcast is specifically geared towards the youth. I don't, I'm not going to go back and forth with no grown folks. You've been around too long. You've been sitting up here. You're in the third quarter of your life. You could change, but you're going to do it on your own. Or you're going to go down to your local church where they're more equipped to deal with you. But that's not me. That's not my mission. My mission is to help the misguided and guide them. Because there's so many people out here misguiding these youth. And guess what? As long as I'm breathing air and I got a voice and an opinion, not going to happen. Not on my watch. Not if they in the range of my voice. Every time a person open up their mouth and they give misinformation, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get down on my knees before the throne of God and pray for an understanding to repel that garbage. And then I'm going to come out and I'm going to speak on it. And when I speak, if you got a problem with it, you don't have a problem with me. You got a problem with God. You got a problem with the Holy Spirit. 
That's who you got a problem with. So go, don't come to me. Don't get mad at me. Go to God. Talk to him about it. He gives me utterance. As I'm talking to you, I'm learning. Hard for you to believe, but it's true. I amaze my, I listen back to my own podcast and something always opens up about what I said. And I said, I said that because I'm learning. Believe it, take it, throw it in the trash, do whatever you want. But don't say it wasn't said to you and I didn't come to you in a form where I have an open heart and trying to help. When you had a hardiness and think that you know this, this, and this, and that, there's someone always coming along that is uh, sharpening and reapproving or, or at least giving you a clear view of the things that you've got wrong. Listen, let me tell you something. If you don't believe what I'm saying to you, listen to me. There was times that the apostles in the Bible had things wrong. And I'll give you one like Paul. Paul had to come to them. I forget the particular chapter and verse that he was talking about, but he had to come and correct the other apostles on it. I think it was concerning um, the Gentiles and the Jews, thinking that everything was always to the Jews. But see, Paul, Paul came in the behalf of the Gentiles. He's the one that leads the Gentiles into the fall. That is God. Has nothing to do with me. If it was left up to me, you probably be lost, but it's not me. I follow instructions of what God has me to say. I pray before I make these podcasts to give me the truth of what to say to the people. So if you got a problem, go to God. And if there's something that I've said wrong, then God will give it to you and then I'll, 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 I'll straightway understand it. But if you think that you're going to trick me and fool me and, and try to uh, uh, mislead me, Absolutely not. Been around too long, been through that. But see, people know the truth when they hear it. You don't need no remix on the truth. See, because if you if you if you're so geared up and so amped to put a remix on the truth, the truth is right there written, right in the Bible, right in front of you. And when you do get the truth, listen, that's for you. Just like I told people, listen, everybody's not the same. Listen, God deals with each and every one of us differently. If there's something that he has to put out there or say to an individual, he's going to deal with you. When I do these podcasts, I'm talking out to many. I'm not talking to no particular individual. I'm not talking to some. I don't listen. If I, Why would I talk to one person or some kind of individual when I'm trying to read podcasts or to reach out to the world? But if it's something that God has to tell me, he'll let me know. I had a Holy Spirit inside of me. He'll let me know. Doesn't take you to let me know about me. You don't know me better than me. And you don't know me better than God. God, listen, a lot of person, people, somebody was saying to me, they were saying, um, you'll reap what you sow. Us being children of God said, no. We don't reap what we sow. We buffer for our faults. We're children of God. We buffer for our faults. You don't talk to strangers the same way you talk to your children. You kidding me? If you go out to a stranger and you say, you know, you're going to pay for what you did. You're going to go tell your, you're going to go talk that way to your children. No, you're not. Unless you're just ugly and mean. 
you're going to take your children and you're going to say, look, there's a lesson in when you talk to your children. When you talk to everybody else, that's not the same way lesson that you're going to give your children. You're going to tell your children, look, I'm telling you this for your own good, and I love you. But if you don't stop what you're doing, it's gonna, you're going to have to pay for it. And when you're done paying for it, I hope a lesson come out of it, and I'm still going to love you. With a stranger, if you're doing that, man, something wrong with you. You treat your family and your children close than everybody else. And that's the same way with God. When God deals with us, he lets us buffer and learn out of our faults. So let's get that straight. And let me tell you something. I'm going to talk about that leaves on a tree. A leaf ain't never did nothing for a leaf, another leaf on a tree. Never did nothing for another leaf on a tree. They may be side by side and they have nothing to do with each other as concerning whether they're going to live a nice, vibrant, green life. Everything that comes to each and every leaf on that tree comes from the vine that leads to the leaf. And what goes through the vine comes from the root. God is the root. Jesus is the vine and you're the leaves on the tree. So what can you do for me? What could you do for me? I'm getting my nutrients and my vitamins through the vine and through the root, the source, the earth. What could you do for me? And when you go to do something for me as a human being and not talking on the least situation, everything that you might want to go and attempt to do for me still comes from the vine and the root. If you decide as a leaf you want to brush up against another leaf to make it feel better, that's not happening if you don't get the nutrients from the vine and then the root and then out of the earth. You're going to strip up and die. So stop taking credit for what God and Jesus is doing for you today. Give thanks and give praise for what they're doing for you. And whatever you could do for another person, you still go right back and thank God and thank Jesus. It's good to let people know that, hey, you know, I appreciate you and everything's like that. But as far as the glory and the victory and the things that are to be paid homage to, you go and you get that to God. People ask me how you do this and how you do that. I said, I don't know. Go ask Jesus. And when I do accomplish something, I'm saying, thank you, Lord. Who, who helped you do that? Jesus helped me do that. God helped me do that. You said, well, how can he say that when I stuck by him all night long? Because God and Jesus helped you stick by me all night long. You kidding me? Stop biting the hand that feeds you and give thanks to the hand that feeds you. And that's not to one another. You can comfort each other and say thanks for coming out. But after that happens, thank you, Jesus, for that person coming out. And thank you for the strength that you've given me because I know without you, neither one of us could accomplish it. Fall back, humble yourself, and get your head screwed on straight. So I hope I ain't say that. I mean, you know what? Anybody think that I'm apologizing about what I'm saying? I'm not. Sometimes I'll go and uh, have some sympathy about my delivery, but no way am I apologizing about what I, you ain't going to get it out of me. So get that out of your head. All right. So I get all carried away because I'm telling you, I got passion. And I got love for everyone around me. But the evil that dwells inside, I ain't got no love for it. I ain't got nothing. You know the song, I ain't got nothing for you, man? Go look it up. 
that's what I start singing when I detect evil and and nonsense and foolishness out in, inside of other people. I ain't got nothing for you, man. But that individual as a human being and made in the image of God, I ain't got nothing but love for you. So you can either take my love or you can you can do whatever you want to do. Still love you. And God bless you. And everything that I've said today is to help. Because you know what? I've been helped. And uh, I want to say that, you know, my next episode that's coming out will be, uh, it'll, it'll be on a different subject. It'll be on music and rap and the start and you know, because I feel as though that, you know, if it's something that I can say, because I've come, I came up through it. I came up through the early 80s and through the 90s. I'm the, I'm one of the ones that, and we shaped and formed the culture. Afro-American nationality or Negro or black man or whatever you want to call it. Because the simple fact is that that culture and that inheritance is passed down to each and every one. That's of that nationality, and everybody's welcome. But don't get it twisted. They, we have the right to talk. If we lived it, how you going to tell us not to talk it? So let's get that straight. So, but that's not my point. My point is with all love and all humility, I come to you all, and my next episode is to give some kind of structure to it because let me tell you something. I see a lot of young people, they can't get it right. They can't get it right of what it means concerning hip-hop and after that i will release my life and my first single i've been through so much in the way that i wrote it out and i produced everything the beats i the produced and and mastered it and everything is that i'm just telling my life you don't have to like it or you can love it. but i'll get into that in the next episode about what it really means to make hip-hop all right, so this is balancing the game. I ain't mean to stay this long and whatnot, but hey, it is what it is. And I got much love for everybody from around the world. And I hope you got something out of this podcast. And God bless. Peace. Balancing the game.